I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel across the length and breadth of India to follow our culinary diversity and the ubiquitous art of cooking in leaves. I climb up the dingy stairs, trying to fit my not-so-fit self, all the while hoping not to bump my head into the low ceiling. The stairs lead up to another room, where a sign finally reminds you to mind your head. In a gentle Indian way, the ceiling at the doorway is padded to ensure errant patrons like me don't bump our heads hard. Not much has changed. The stairs and the furniture have remained the same for as far as I can remember. The creamish white sunmica on dining tables though tells another story. Lacks of hungry folks like me have spilled. countless liters of sambar rasam and aloo bhaji and the turmeric stains are the telltale signs of our culinary conquests the stains are not spots but a rather uniform layer of yellowness which is left after a quick wet cloth wipe clean for all practical purposes but has the lingering shade of its popularity if you have lived in mumbai for any length of time and have a liking for south indian food you must have found your way to the lanes of matunga it is said that the king of mahikavati had his elephant stables in matunga and that the name matunga was derived from matanga the sanskrit word for elephant thanks to a wave of early migration in the early 20th century the area came to be predominantly populated by migrants from tamil nadu which gave rise to the famed south indian eateries heavily concentrated around king circle The one which I just told you about was Cafe Mysore which was established in 1936. There was one thing at Cafe Mysore which was always advertised with gusto. In the typical way Udupi restaurants across Mumbai championed their dishes. Khurto idli or idli steamed in jackfruit leaves. Unknown to me and to many migrants who walk in the madness that is Mumbai. This was our first introduction to Konkani vegetarian cuisine. What struck me then as an oddity and even an idiosyncrasy was a technique of cooking that is ubiquitous in our culinary landscape by its very nature the technique is ancient in the absence of cooking utensils made of metal or earthenware using leaves became a natural choice hunter gatherers while walking long distances hunting and foraging for food found leaves to be an ideal always available receptacle for holding cooking food and yet since they could only travel a few kilometers on foot the choice of leaves became extremely localized consider the khotto idli itself a popular breakfast choice in udupi mangalore and kundapur regions of karnataka it is cooked with jackfruit leaves even a cursory excursion into southern india will tell us how abundant jackfruit is so much so that it is a state fruit of tamil nadu and kerala the leaves are leathery gummy and thick and thus excellent for holding and steaming fermented batter which turns into soft porous light delicious idlis 
but it's not just idlis and steaming that leaves have been used for. In a rather quirky book of recipes, we find that meat too has been cooked in leaves. In the Nimatnama, a 15th century book of recipes put by Ghiyat Shah, Sultan of Malwa and his son Nasir Shah, one finds recipes for kofta or meatballs, folded in lime leaves and added to a broth. In another recipe, minced meat is spiced with cumin, fenugreek, cardamoms, cloves, camphor and musk, stuffed in screw pine leaves or a basket made with sour orange leaves, cooked and finally eaten with vinegar or lime juice. Rajasthan, which boasts of its famed pit cooking, also uses leaves. You can listen to more about that in the episode Cooking Rhinoceros, Rajputana Kings and Fake Meat. Returning to Karnataka, we encounter the Supashastra, a book on foods of medieval Karnataka, which has a recipe for bamboo shoots ground into a paste with ginger, onion and grated coconut, stuffed in beetle leaves and steamed. Further down south in Tamil Nadu, food cooked in leaves is served to the gods. In the Sri Varadaraja Perumal temple in Kanchipuram, the foot-long idli is cooked in long cylindrical cane baskets covered with mandarai leaves. Traditionally, the leaves of the mandarai tree have been used to treat asthma. But here, they are prized for the delicate aroma they impart, a woody fragrance which makes this soft idli delectable. As we travel eastwards, towards the underrated food gem that is Odisha, we encounter the iconic enduri pitha. Rice and urad dal batter are layered with cardamom-scented sweetened coconut on turmeric leaves, sealed and steamed traditionally in clay pots. Odisha's best sweet export, the chhena poda, is cooked in the leaves of the sal tree. Further inland into the northeast, the people of Manipur also use turmeric leaves. Paknam or savory cakes made with anything from chickpea flour to fish and typically flavored with nari or fermented fish, packed into turmeric leaf passes and steamed, are popular as street food. But there is one leaf which finds itself used in almost all parts of the country. Introduced to India in the 6000 BC, today it is one of the cheapest and most ubiquitous foods. You got it right, the banana. And it's in this very leaf I discovered a cuisine, barely known outside of a few states in Western India, the food of the Parsis. I was fortunate enough to attend the wedding of a Parsi friend and in the sit-down dinner, we were served patra nimachi or fish cooked in banana leaf. The fish is first marinated in lime juice and salt and then smeared with generous amounts of green chutney before being cooked in banana leaves. On the absolute opposite geographical end, the Bengalis too have a steamed in leaves fish recipe. Paturi, mustard laced fish steamed in banana leaves, which gives the dish a mild woody finish. And closer to my adopted homeland in Gujarat, one finds the panki, a cooked flatbread, which for a heavy millet and wheat consuming state is surprisingly a rice flour recipe. The banana leaves not only act as cooking contraptions, but also seal moisture, retain flavors, lend aroma, and provide nutritional and medicinal value. But cooking in leaves is not special to India, or even Asia alone. Grape leaves are used to make dolmas in Greece and cook fish in the Mediterranean region. The Japanese cherry blossom leaves are used for making a rice and red bean steamed dish known as sakura mochi. The strangely named Chinese dish beggar's chicken is stuffed, wrapped in clay and lotus leaves and baked slowly using heat. In Mexico, everything from avocado leaves to banana leaves is used to make tamales, which is part of the staple Mexican diet. In the book, You and I Eat the Same, writer Arlene Baymon writes, 
Cooking in leaves is one of humanity's simplest and most elegant culinary ideas. Its ubiquity unites us. In a bitterly divided world, we need to not find differences, but find similarities which help us find common ground. The humble leaf shows us the way. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.